Welcome to Paranormal Prowlers Podcast. Thank you so much for stopping by and tuning in. Those tunes are courtesy of, of course, the lovely Bobby Mackey, and I'm your host, Tessa Morrow. Today, at the door, I have two friends of mine joining me from across the pond, located in the ever-so-gorgeous Northampton Shire. Back when I had a radio show, this duo came on, and we had an absolute blast together. Fitz and Lil, some of you may actually know them or have heard of them, as they themselves have a fantastic podcast, Knock Once for Yes. All right, my good friends, Fitz and Lil, it is so wonderful talking with you guys again. Welcome to Paranormal Prowlers Podcast. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having us back. Yeah, thanks for having us on again. Oh, it's my pleasure. I know it's been a while. It's been like at least two years. It's uh, Of course, we've been online talking here and there, but just to hear your friendly voices again, it's been a while. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant to be back on and speak to you again. So what's been new with you guys these past couple of years? I know you guys are actually starting to investigate now. Yeah, well, we've literally just launched an episode where we went over some of the things that we've been investigating. We kind of started off, well, I know I had a go with a, a local group called UK Haunted oh, pretty much oh, when we started. Yeah, it wasn't long after we started the podcast, was it? And you got hooked yeah, right I was away. kind of interested from that point, and then Lil and I went on a couple of public investigations, and that was it. We both got the bug then. <laughs> um, but of course, we're not minted, so we've been bodging together various bits of equipment from the internet and what we could put together. So, so far, we're using sort of cat balls and radios and various sort of simple things that you can get your hands on, but we've certainly been having some interesting results. To be fair, I mean, we've never really been very much about the equipment anyway. I'm not sure, even if we did have more money, whether we'd invest that much in all the sort of gadgets with the bells and whistles, mm. because it's not really our background, is it? I mean, our background, you know, one of the things that we do with the show when we first started was we wanted to go to visit haunted locations but in the daytime and really kind of put it back towards the using your body and your intuition and yourself as the instrument to sort of pick up on things and we we're kind of trying to put it out there that you don't necessarily have to creep around abandoned buildings in the middle of night to to visit these haunted locations and have experiences i mean i've had loads of experiences in the day i've seen more apparitions in the daytime than at night mm. yeah um, and i think despite you know it would be nice to have kind of the, the the gadgets but i don't think you necessarily need them no i think there's a time and a place for them mm. I and mean, they have their uses but i think like especially the tv shows nowadays it's like right okay let's all get the kit out immediately and do this that and the other and it's never okay let's kind of have a walk around and see what our impressions are and where we think something might be going on and yeah he might want to take a camera and put it here because people see something in this particular spot but it you know it's the sort of coating it has to be all the technology all the time coating everything that isn't kind of what we go for and i think there's a bit of a danger with that as well i found myself doing it when we have had equipment that we've been using and you're in the middle of an investigation especially if you've got other people there that you don't necessarily know as well you're almost sitting there so kind of wanting the equipment to perform <sighs> so if you've got you know a, an emf detector and nothing's going off you, you kind of get a bit 
antsy thinking oh go off do something because it look you know nothing's happening and it's not interesting whereas i think if you put that equipment to the side and just sit and wait because i'm sure you know a lot of investigating is just sitting and waiting and while that sounds boring it's really not because that gives you much more of an opportunity to just listen and get a feel for the building and i find that that's when that stuff actually starts to happen more Right. And I couldn't agree more. And Lily, you made a good point where I have gotten so many results and experiences and encounters during the day. Sure, you get some at night too, obviously. But there's some people who are just like dead set against doing anything during the day. And I prefer doing it in the day. But also, when it comes to the equipment, I I have tons of equipment. But I have to say that my favorite piece of Equipment is the most of simplest of them all, the digital recorder. And if I had to go somewhere with just one piece, like one tool, that would be it. Because it captures everything. It captures the emotions, the sounds, just the voices, the EVPs, everything. And yeah, I have some of the fancy stuff, but really I do love more just like my mind and my energy and the energy that's being created by the spirits and the recorder you know it's definitely the go-to we pretty much have a recorder running for the whole time we're on any investigation and if nothing else even if it doesn't catch anything it can remind you what you experienced at the time that's the really that's a really good point and i was going to say that as well i think one of the best things that you know of course it's exciting when you get evps and we have and that's brilliant and it's really interesting but it's such a uh, an important recording device because you know when you're investigating somewhere for even if it's just three hours it's so easy to forget in what sequence things happened or who was in the room at the time or you know could that have been an outside noise does one of you note it down at the time that it happened and you forget all these things so quickly it's it's unbelievable actually how quickly you forget when we were going through VAR evidence recently and I was listening back to the recordings and I was like oh I'd got this situation completely turned around in my head and it was only through listening to the digital recorder that I was able to realize what really happened no and that is great that's that's what I do too. It's it's good to listen. And also, I'm a debunker. So if I hear something with my own ears and I know what that is and I could identify it, a car in the distance can sound like a moan or something. But no, that's just a car. That's just a motorcycle. That's a dog barking. You know what I mean? Now, you guys have an awesome podcast that I've listened to quite a bit called Knock Once for Yes. And if you could talk a little bit about that and how you started out and maybe what your favorite episode that you both have done. Oh, favorite episode is going to be a really difficult one. I must <laughs> think having that. just done it, I think the one we've literally just released. But maybe start from the beginning about what we actually do. Yes, well, our podcast is sort of half... It's almost two halves. We have a sort of storytelling side where we take stories from our listeners and share our own sort of personal paranormal experiences. And then we have another side, which is where we go and visit and explore haunted locations and share the history and our impressions and any activity that we felt while we were at any particular place. Yeah, I think the reason we started was... We were listening to a lot of paranormal podcasts ourselves at the time, and it's a kind of a classic case of 
there wasn't exactly what we wanted to listen to out there so we just sort of decided to make it for ourselves we loved the true ghost stories so we wanted to incorporate that strand into it as well and we wanted to be kind of a safe place for people to be able to share their true experiences because we have had a lot of experiences ourselves particularly in one house and they weren't necessarily the nicest experiences and it can be quite isolating if you don't have somebody to be able to share those with because it's a very real thing and it affects you very very deeply and it can be very traumatic and if there's no outlet for that because obviously you can't necessarily just walk up to your co-workers <laughs> and say oh hi, I'm having all this activity in my house I haven't <laughs> slept in days it's just you know you can end up being ostracized for that um, so we thought it was really important to have a space to express that and that's where sort of the sharing the true stories side of it came from and um, we we try and sort of make a virtual space for that online as well with our Facebook group so that is also a safe place where people can come and share their stories yeah, that's awesome. And I'm right there with you. I just love hearing about people's encounters. And that's what I did on my radio show. And that's what I do on the podcast now. And it, it is great because not one encounter experience or investigation is the same. And so yep. it is neat hearing about what somebody's gone through and what they've experienced. Yeah, that's really special. So I know you guys have had guests on in the past. What is the weirdest thing that a guest has shared with you guys on your podcast? Like that something that just like sticks out like crazy. <laughs> Um, oh, the weirdest thing. I think, to be honest, probably the weirdest thing for me was when we had the guys from the One Candle Society on. They have a YouTube show, and it was one of our first interviews we ever did, wasn't it? Mm. And they were talking about their first experiences, and one of them was sharing the story about how they saw this figure made of what looked like TV static. Now, I happen to have had the exact same experience and I thought I was literally the only person in the world <laughs> that had had this experience I didn't e describe it exactly the same way but when he said what he'd seen out loud it rang so true with me it was one of my earlier experiences as well I'd sort of um seen this full form of a man but it appeared almost like tv static and I just never, to be fair, I hadn't researched it, but I'd never come across another sighting like that. Now I know that it is a phenomena, it does happen, but it was only by talking to this chap from the One Candle Society, and he just came out with this story, and you can actually hear me gasp on the recording if you go back and listen to that podcast you can hear me go oh, and my intake of breath as I'm like I'm just floored I'm like oh, what? I, had, I thought I was the only person out there I can't believe you're telling me this so that kind of blew me away a bit I mean that I just wanted to jump in here quickly because when you were saying you know everybody's experiences are different sometimes they're not sometimes yeah. they are like this and we've had quite a few times where people have got in touch and said, oh, I've had an experience just like that. You know, it might be one of ours. It might be one of our listeners. But that right. was, again, going back to the group and sort of having that mm -hmm. sort of homely feel. There's a lot of people out there that think they're the only people that have had a certain experience. And it's nice to have somewhere yeah. where they can go, 
I'm not the only one. I'm not crazy. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. Somebody else is, knows exactly what I'm talking about. With you, Fitz, you, you have this strange thing where you can hear electricity. Mm. And I had no idea he wasn't the only one <laughs> until, again, we put it out there on the show. And all of a sudden, all these people started coming forward going, yeah, me too. And I again, I, it just blew me away. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that is wild. And it is interesting when you get things like that. Like for me, I get around saying I have the EVP ear where there's times where I'm at a location and I'm investigating and like say like we're doing like an EVP session and all of a sudden I'll ask a question and I'll hear like it's like just like you're listening to your audio later on when you're not investigating anymore well you know the second part of the investigation when you're listening to everything and you hear that EVP and you didn't hear it with your own ears before but sometimes I'll hear it and I'll just say I just heard a man speak and I'll I'll document it you know so it's captured and it's always a man which is kind of weird it's never been a woman it's out and it seems to be the same voice so hmm, that makes me kind of think attachment <laughs> what no that's it i think we need to take you on an investigation yeah. that would be interesting <laughs> oh i would love to go out to the united kingdom and do some investigating i just i've always wanted to go there it's always been on my bucket list it's just i don't know if that will ever happen if you ever make it over here, we've got to go check out somewhere haunted. Yeah, I mean, literally, any, almost anywhere in the UK, you can throw a stone and hit something haunted. It's The whole country is basically <laughs> a ghost house or property, whatever. <laughs> the whole place is haunted. Just right. About. Oh, yeah. So much history there. So speaking of haunted history, talk, if you will, about Northamptonshire, where you guys live. Just some of the history there. Well, funnily enough, we were, for a short time, the um, capital of Britain. Um, we are literally slap bang in the middle of the country. You can't get much more middle than Northamptonshire. Yeah. So the sort of civil wars and things were fought up and down across the, the, well, the country, obviously, but swept through the county a few times. We've got a very famous battle site called Naseby, and that had a very famous ghost story where the battle was replayed in the sky... I think it was every weekend after the battle for about six months to a year. It was regular. And then <laughs> like annually after that. And there was somebody that knew somebody that had died in the battle. And this was a noble. It wasn't just like you know, one of the local peasants. One of the nobles went to view this thing and saw his friend who fought and died in the battle and said and wrote it down so record said i recognize this person and it was written down in it was documented it was documented um, by the the, the king's king, scribe yeah. or something so it's like the only document like registered documented actual apparition or something yeah i think basically the, the king had somebody go and investigate it because it was happening so regularly they caught wind of what was going on and it, yeah it turns out that it's about the only officially recognized by the crown haunting wow that is wild that's incredible and it's neat when you know people like yourselves who are out there you know it's not like you're just going out there blind it's like it's good to know people (laughs) yeah it's good to know people like okay yeah we know like certain places when you think of like kentucky you think okay waverly hills or you think of other places but And those are great, too. I've been to those, but it's also neat when locals can take you to the places that only really the locals know about, you know? 
Well, even we didn't know about some of the best places, even being local, until we started looking into it. And some of them we just stumbled upon by accident almost. One of my favourite places, um, it's not actually in Northamptonshire, it's just over the border into the next, the county next to us, Bedfordshire. It's called Houghton House. And I didn't even know it existed until we decided to do an episode on Bedfordshire. And we were just looking for places in the vicinity that we could sort of do in one mini road trip. And we came up across this Houghton House and thought, well, you know, there's, there's a few ghost stories recorded there. We'll go and check it out. And it is one of the most atmospheric places I've ever been to. It's gorgeous. It's it's sort of tumbled down. It's in ruins. I think it's a Jacobean house originally. Mm. But as soon as we got there, the vibe was just off the charts. We saw shadow figures. We both saw shadow figures, didn't mm-hmm. we? It was just amazing. And we'd have never known it was there unless we'd just been sort of picking across the map to try and find places to, to go in on our road trip. So I know you guys have had personal experiences and encounters with the paranormal yourselves just like living in a haunted home and I know Fitz you were talking like a couple years back about I think your words were the bum touching ghost (laughs) (laughs) Graham the bum pinching ghost yeah so talk a little bit about that Oh, well, this one was a cracker. I was, I, I don't remember the very first part of this story because I was very young. I think I must five? have been about, well, possibly even younger, sort of three or four. Mm. So my mum told me the first half, but I was old enough to remember the last bit myself. So uh, my parents and another couple, we went on holiday um, in a caravan. So each family had their own caravan and we were at a caravan park, blah, blah, blah enjoying the holiday but we'd sort of go to each other's caravans and have dinner and chat and what have you in the evenings and the ladies both kept feeling their bottoms getting pinched (laughs) and obviously in a caravan it's very cramped there's sort of four adults two children and the women were just kept assuming that it was their husbands like my dad and the other man playing a prank on them and pinching their bottom when they weren't looking (laughs) and they got irritated and it was all you know stop doing it we're not we're not we're not the the typical sort of you know like you would say if you were putting a prank (laughs) um but myself and the other couple's child kept saying oh no it's not it's not our dad's it's graham the man that lives in the cupboard and they were like okay yeah whatever children you have a very active imagination go and play now and it carried on like that until the holiday was over and we went home and the bottom pinching carried on at home and it was only then that my mum started to think, hang on a minute, this might not be my husband pinching my bottom, this might be something else, especially when it happened and there was nobody else around. And then we were having people round for dinner and the wives of the couples kept getting their bottoms pinched and again they were blaming their husbands. <laughs> and this went on for, must have been a good sort of year or two after we'd got back from the holiday. It sort of faded out a little bit, but it still kept happening until the one night where we believed that Graham decided to go home with somebody else. (laughs) We had another couple round for dinner, and at the end of the evening, she was leaning over the record player trying to work out what record it was that was playing, and this will tell you how old this story was when it was still (laughs) on LP. But she was leaning over, trying trying to read the label on the LP to see what the band was, and the rest of us were stood in the kitchen sort of seven or eight feet away and all of a sudden she stands bolt upright and goes oh that 
really hurt. <laughs> you know, and she starts having a go at her husband. And we were all like, well, we were all stood here. It wasn't him, you know. It's Graham, the bump-inching ghost. And she's like, oh, sh- shush with that nonsense. And, you know, started having a go at her husband. And there was a very sort of swift exit as he was swatted out the house in trouble. <laughs> um, it never happened again at our house. And my mum sort of checked up on it with her friend for a while. And uh, I think the last we heard was, oh, my husband carried on with that prank for a couple of weeks until we had so-and-so round for dinner and then it stopped. (laughs) So presumably Graham decided to follow somebody else home. And for all we know, Graham is still out there searching for the perfect bottom to pinch. So if you get your butt pinched down the middle of nowhere, then that's Graham. And let me know where he is and how he's doing. That is hilarious. That's funny. You know how some people go club hopping? This guy's going bum hopping. (laughs) On the dinner party circuit, no less. That's really funny. Oh, man. And so you guys have lived in a haunted house before, correct? Oh, yes. We have. Besides the bum pinching. And so talk a bit about some of those encounters, living at home and dealing with that kind of stuff. Uh, well, I mean, we've both kind of lived... Well, we've, we've had both ends of the spectrum. Like, when I was mm. growing up, we had quite a friendly ghost that we think was my great-uncle, and that was very pleasant. It felt mm. like you had a friend with you whenever you saw it. But the first house we lived in together was the complete opposite. Yeah. It made you feel terrified. You never wanted to be there. Mm. When stuff started happening, we used to go for a walk, because... Mm-hmm. Oh, the most frequent one, I think, is, like, stuff crashing and banging. Yeah, that was weird. We would hear... It was a shared house, so it was a big old three-story Victorian townhouse. A lot of space, but there was a few of us living there. It was a, bit, it was a house share. Mm. Uh, we'd hear stuff banging and crashing, and oftentimes, you know, you'd think, oh, well, it's just people home. But there were times when we knew for a fact it was only us two in the house. Mm-hmm. And we'd hear banging and crashing upstairs as if somebody was throwing furniture around and you'd actually feel and, and see the ceiling above you shake if it's yeah, coming from an upstairs room. Yeah, you see the light room. shade shake. There'd be dust coming down, Jeez. all sorts. And um, we knew for a fact there was nobody else in there. And times like that, we literally had to leave the house um, for a bit and just sort of wait until it calmed down again because it was just, mm-hmm. it was too much to be in there. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't think that something like that would be that scary, but it, it literally sounded like people were tipping over bookcases or... A lot of the things weren't, when they're related as a single experience, they weren't that scary. I mean, some of the things there, one of the clearest apparitions I've ever seen I saw there, and it wasn't intrusive or scary. It was actually very strange. I was just sitting on our bed and looked towards the door and I saw somebody poke their head around the door. And to start with, it didn't even startle me because we had housemates. I just thought it was one of them. But then the features sort of registered with my brain and I realized that the face wasn't of anybody i knew at all Ooh. and it definitely wasn't one of our housemates and there was actually nobody else there at the time except us too but it was the expression it was a young lad and he looked at me so confused as if to say what on earth are you doing in my room who <gasps> are you and i was obviously looking back at him with the same expression <laughs> and then obviously it just vanished and there was nobody there but it was almost more like a a time slip than an actual ghost Mm. how we would normally think of ghosts anyway 
yeah, it just like we'd kind of cross timelines somehow. He was so confused to see me. So things like that were more interesting than scary. But the reason it was just so horrible to live there was just that you can't get away from it. When yeah. you go on an investigation, you have scary moments. You don't then have to that's not your house mm. you can come away from it you can leave it behind you can go back to your safe place your safe haven and and leave it behind but when you actually live in the place where you're having all these experiences it doesn't matter if they're not all terrifying although some of them were mm-hmm. um being mm. locked in the basement <laughs> was one of them oh, <laughs> go down in history I think I'd gone down to just dump something in the basement and behind me, all of it on its own accord, the door just slammed shut and the light went off and I never screamed so loud in my life. They all thought I was being murdered. Thankfully, there were other people in the house that came to release me. So that wasn't one of the nicest ones. Um, But a lot of the things were, were just odd. Like I remember seeing a column of smoke just appear in the living room out of nowhere for... I just seemingly no reason and it was there for a few seconds then it's just yeah. gone I, I saw a little black blob that sort of floated down the stairs and across the hallway into the living room and the cat chased that one yes. oh wow yeah. there were lots of odd little weird things mm. uh, people that stayed over were tended to wake up with somebody shouting their name in, in their, their ear. ear yeah that happened a lot but the worst thing was the bathroom yeah the bathroom was on the middle floor and it had frosted glass for a door. For some unknown reason. I have no <laughs> idea why, but basically when he was sat on the loo, you could see the frosted glass. <laughs> and obviously, you couldn't see clearly, but you could see when somebody was walking past. Yeah. Which, too bad at two o'clock in the afternoon when everybody was home, <laughs> but at three o'clock in the morning when everybody was asleep or out, and he would still see things walk past the bathroom door. Mm. Well... Let's just say at least you were in the right place to have your trousers down and, you know. <laughs> I mean, the worst thing was as well, you're in the most vulnerable state yep. you can be. Right. And you have to then go, you, the only exit is that door that you've just seen something walk past. <laughs> now, I'm normally fastidious about washing my hands, but it was in a different, the, the, the sink was, the in, sink a different was room. in another room. <laughs> and I will say, going to the bathroom at night, I... I will freely admit to not having washed my hands at that point. There were a few times I ran back up after the last flight of stairs to our room. Yeah, you always yeah. felt like you were being chased. Mm. Like I don't think there was ever a night when I felt like, oh no, there's nothing here, it's fine, and just sauntered back up. If you went to the loo in the night, that you ran. Yeah. You ran down, oh, you boy. ran back up. Most of the time you did it with your eyes closed. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, that's funny when you were mentioning that last part. It reminded me of when I was a little kid... I would always watch the scary movies, Nightmare on Elm Street. I was obsessed with Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, all of those guys. And I loved watching those movies, but it would scare me to the point where I would run when I was little. I would run up the stairs as if I was being chased by a murderer. Like, you know, I was about to get axed to death or something. But then, of course, the next day I'd be watching it all over again. I just loved that stuff. But that would be pretty airy. I would have to say I wouldn't wash my hands either. I would be like, okay, I'll... Yeah, no thank you. (laughs) That would be really eerie. Do you guys know any of the, like, history? Like, who lived there before? If somebody died or some strange event happened? No, we don't. Um, And it's something we really want to... We mentioned it on this episode, actually, didn't we? Mm -hmm. Wanting to look into it. It It's been on our sort of to-do list for a while to dig into the history. But, I mean, 
as I said, it was a Victorian house. The The room that we used to be in was probably would have been either a nursery or a servant's room. It was like an attic room, wasn't mm. it, with the, the sloped ceiling sort of in the roof almost. Mm. And, yeah, it probably would have been a nursery or a servant's room, I think. So being a Victorian house, there's going to be going to have been a lot gone yeah. on there. And, and the people fact- that lived there will now be deceased. Yeah. The fact that we were living there as well, it means you don't, want to investigate and no. find out more you just kind of want to get on with your life i now yeah would love to yeah. right. love to know all the history what was going on but when we were living there it was kind of like i just don't want to know i just i want to be able to sleep at night thanks. no we were in an odd position actually because um one of my friends lived there before we moved in and we used to be in a band together so we actually had some audio recording equipment so before I moved in there and before I knew I was going to be moving in there he'd actually made a recording he'd left um, a digital recorder running overnight and recorded some very strange sounds on it you could hear sounds of dragging you could hear something tapping the microphone he set up a microphone in the basement so Mm -hmm. nobody was down there Um, and it was left all night with nobody going down there and you could hear this knocking and something tapping the mic something breathing into the microphone and these sounds are dragging so i heard all that and i knew all that had happened and i knew there was something there before i moved in and then of course you know things happened in my life and i ended up living there so but then of course we started having our own experiences and like fitz says it's one thing kind of wanting to investigate a place where you don't have to live but when you have to deal with it you kind of don't want to know ignorance it really is bliss in that situation because you the last thing you want to do is catch capture something and then have to sleep in that same room Mm -hmm. that you captured it in right and my thing is is that i i too won't investigate where i live just because you know and i've lived in haunted places before you know and i still have strange things that happen in the home that i'm in today and It is kind of like, you know, if you can deal with it and they're not hurting you and they're not scaring you and they're doing no harm, why stir things up? You know, just leave it. If you could deal with it, they could deal with it whatever but yeah there are times afterwards when I don't live there anymore where I'm like I just really want to know the history like what happened there you know the events that took place the people that lived there that died there anything crazy happened you know but yeah I too won't investigate my home (laughs) unless you're friends with like a you know a bunch of exorcists and you know a bunch of shamans and like you know people at your beck and call that could come and help you out at any time if you if things like you know go a little too crazy (laughs) now i mean if we ever had the opportunity to get back in that house and investigate Mm -hmm. i would do so in a second how far are you from that house now oh 20 minutes half an hour yeah it's not not far. far wow do you ever pass by there no, I think we sh- we probably should do a drive-by at some point and just go and have a little peep. <laughs> but yeah. Being private residents, you know. But we could definitely look into the history, and it is something we've been meaning to do for a while because we may turn up something interesting. Right. No, you never know. Absolutely. And this day and age, there are so many people that are becoming more accepting of the paranormal and supernatural so you never know you might even have some uh paranormal investigators or paranormal enthusiasts that live there that go hell yeah investigate your heart (laughs) out (laughs) yeah good point oh that's neat so how can people find you guys 
if they want to hear more about your paranormal adventures, how can they find you on social media? And just let them know where they could find your guys' amazing podcast. Yeah, I mean, we're pretty much on all the places you can get podcasts from. So, like, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, um, all the podcatchers, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. But the easiest way is just through our website, which is notquantsvs.com. And that's got links to everything, so our Facebook, our Twitter, all the other social media, Instagram, and you can listen to the web, uh, listen to the podcast directly on the website. But it's also got links to download and uh, links to various different podcatchers as well. Awesome! And before we end, I know you guys haven't been investigating too terribly long, but are there any? EVPs that you would like to talk about? Some of your favorite, most memorable EVPs that you've gathered? Oh, I think our favorite one is the one unfortunately Fitz didn't record but he heard. The oh, one with UK yeah. Haunted. The one that got away. I bet we've all got one of those. Yes. Oh, it was so frustrating. I was doing we were investigating a building that I used to manage and that was how I snuck on to the investigation. <laughs> they were like, oh, yeah, can we come and investigate this place? So I was like, yeah, you know, I might have to hang around while you're there if that's <laughs> all right. So I sort of snuck myself on and then sort of sprung on them that I did a podcast and would they mind being interviewed? So we sat down and we started the interview and it was all going well. And about two-thirds of the way through the interview, I suddenly hear this voice in my a headset not out loud i had sort of one head one ear on my headset one ear out and i just heard this voice say hello and Ooh. i was like this is brilliant and i carried on re- like professional that i am i carried on as if nothing had happened <laughs> and i was like i'm gonna listen back to this in a minute it's gonna be brilliant <laughs> and then i went back when we finished the interview press play nothing the whole thing had corrupted nothing recorded oh. <laughs> You had to do the whole interview again, and I missed out on this brilliant EVP that was just loud and clear. The oh. other really interesting one that we got, though, I've just remembered, was the one where we actually did an episode where we talked all about the haunted house we used to live in. And to do that, we got together with some of our old housemates, and we did sort of a little interview with them. Mm. Um, we went to one of their houses to do that. Now, this is a house that, as far as we're aware, has no history with paranormal activity. Our friends hadn't experienced anything paranormal there. But when Fitz was editing the interview, we suddenly heard this weird noise that what was completely out of place and there was no reason for and we we kind of got back in touch with our friends and went was did you remember this happening can you think of anything is this a a noise that your house makes and we it sounded for all the world like a baby crying Mm -hmm. now they don't have a baby they don't have any children um again this is was this the third floor we were on or it wasn't the ground floor, so you weren't really getting sounds from the street. It was about 11 o'clock at night, I think. Mm-hmm. So, and it, Yeah, it, it wasn't was just... the sort of time that people are out with a baby. No. And um, it was loud enough on the recording that I thought we would have heard it, or at least commented on it. Yeah, it, they were just, we couldn't work out, obviously none of us heard it at the time, because we would have been, you know, sensitive to the fact that we were recording, and we probably would have done it again if we'd have mm. realised there'd been sort of noise coming through. So we never did figure out a a practical logical reason why there'd be the sound of a baby crying come out on the recording we couldn't couldn't debunk it right and that is eerie and i too have captured like little baby sounds and like you guys you don't hear that with your ears like you would have said something if you heard it you know and it's just that's eerie 
Well, I just want to say thank you so much for your guys' time being on. It's always just such a pleasure chatting with both of you guys. No, it's lovely to speak to you again. Brilliant. Yeah, we'll definitely have to do this again. Sure. Very awesome folks, for sure. Always so much fun talking with them. And what a place to live in, right? I mean, the gorgeous UK. It's always been a dream of mine to go there someday. And it will remain on the old bucket list until I finally can go. This week's randomly picked special city shoutouts go to... Cheadle Hume, England. Vicksburg, Mississippi. Higginsville, Missouri. Barcelona, Spain. And Brookfield, Wisconsin. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. Every single one of you rock. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Yes! Listen to the others, you guys. They are equally awesome. Haven't heard every single episode yet? No need to cry, my friends. Listen now through any podcast platform, such as Google Podcasts, Spotify, Deezer, Savin, Pocket Casts, Podcast Republic, Podcast Addict. Basically, you guys, wherever you venture to listen to your other awesome podcasts, you'll surely find Paranormal Prowlers Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and tell all your friends about it. See you next week.